God, thank you so much for each, each one of these men, and I thank you along with them for the privilege we have of, of being fathers, because it is one. For those of us who have had great examples, uh, we thank you for that, Lord. And for those uh, of us, whether we have or not, help, help us to strive to be the dads, whatever age our kids are, uh, and granddads in some cases, that, you, uh, would, that would honor you as well as our families. And, as we, as we stop and, and think about this whole concept of, 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 for lack of a better term, faithcation, help us to, to think through our own lives as, I, uh, as we maybe can be even challenged in our, own, in our own ways with some things that we have to deal with. So we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so making your vacation into a faithcation, okay? And I appreciate Steve's explanation of it. Um, uh, you know, it's like, it's like kind of making it maybe more of a stimulant than just a, a sedative, if you will. And, it's, and, and obviously, you probably get the part about, you know, I go on vacation or for a week or two or three or four, or in some cases I may not get a whole, you know, designated vacation depending on your situation, but it's summer months are going to be a different type of thing for me. And, uh, and that counts too, just so you know. But it's really, and most importantly, how to use your vacation or your summer months, whatever the case may be, um, to get reconnected maybe, or to get refueled in your faith journey, or in some of your cases, to get connected for the first time. And uh, so whatever your particular situation is, that's what this whole series is about. I want to just talk to you a little bit about the overview today, but in, in the weeks to come, then next week, Clay's going to talk about reading. And, and how, do I, how do I do that in my reading? I'm going to just touch on that very briefly in a minute. But uh, he's, even going to, he's even compiling, um, um, and, I, and I helped a little bit, a reading list, just some ideas. Obviously, there are many other things you can do. We're not trying to uh, compete with Oprah's book club or anything. But um, it's uh, just some ideas in case, you want some, in case you need some thoughts. You may not need those, and that's fine. Then I'm going to talk about, how about family? How does that work into the whole concept? Uh, can I still do this vacation thing with family and, 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 and be, you know, have fun and with all that? At the same time, maybe incorporate this whole idea of, of maybe reconnecting or connecting for the first time with my faith. Um, and we're talking about refueling. That's really important. That's what a vacation is, right? To refuel. And, uh, excuse me, just a minute. Um, to refuel and so forth. So um, get recharged. How does that work? We're going to be talking about that. And then service. Can I really serve and still be on vacation? We're going to talk about that too. So all those things. But today, we're going to talk about using the summer vacation to, to reconnect or to remember the Lord our God, um, or in some cases, to, to, to connect for the first time. And I want you to be careful with this statement that I'm going to make in just a moment because uh, it's true, but be careful with it. Um, bad stuff happens when we forget about God. Bad stuff happens when we forget about God. Now, the reason I want you to be careful with that is because the opposite of that is if we remember God in all of our ways, great stuff is going to happen. And that's not always true. Sometimes we remember God in all of our ways and we still have to deal with difficulties and challenges of life and sickness and, and, and heartache and whatever else there might be. So I want to be careful with that statement. But one thing we do know, when we forget, we get disconnected with who our God is, there's, there's, a, there's a loss of blessing in many different ways. And I want you to think with me as a moment. I'm going to take you to the Old Testament, to 
just God's people in the Old Testament, they were called the children of Israel. And I want to just get you to think about what they did because they are doing very, very well at this point in the Old Testament narrative history where we're picking up this little bit of, a, of, a, of an issue. They're, doing, they're very prosperous. God's blessing them. Uh, they're doing great in many, many different ways. And then something kicks in. Whether it be over a period of a long time or a short time, we're not sure. But, but the, the, the idols of that culture... Now, the idols of that culture, they're hard to understand. They're not like the idols of our culture. The idols of that culture were, 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 was, a, was like Baal, who was a, this false god that demanded some really nasty stuff, an ashtara. All of it involved some sort of sacrifice. All of it involved some sort of sexuality of some sort. Um, but th- there's not much about it. I don't understand the appeal of it, but um, they were, that was their cultural thing. And they have now began to start to disconnect with God, their God, who has blessed them greatly. And they're starting to follow after these idols. And look what happens. This is um, coming from um, Deuteronomy chapter 32. You neglected the rock who begot you. That's God. That's God. And forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw this and spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and daughters. Then he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a perverse generation, sons in whom is no faithfulness. I mean, and what's going to happen now is that they're going to get, they're going to all, they're going to, they have lost the blessing of God. They've chased after all this other stuff, these idols. And now they're going to have to get to a place where they're going to go through just, some tremendous pain and misery and, and death in some cases and destruction, and then they're going to start eventually coming back and reconnecting with God. So, so here's a point that I want you to stop and think about. It is easy. I want you just to move this into our culture. And I'm going to put a substitute for you in just a moment for the Baals and the Astras, the, the idols of that day. It is easy in our culture to start holding in high esteem, maybe even start worshiping, some of the things that our culture bills as being the things that will fulfill us the most. It's easy to go there, just as it was for them. Maybe hard to understand their, their appeal, but for you and I, it's, it's, not, it's not that hard. In fact, I want to read to you from a book. This is a, a book um, called Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller. He's the uh, pastor, Redeemer, uh, Redeemer Presbyterian in New York, great writer and pastor and uh, speaker. In a book called Counterfeit Gods, which is how we, the, 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 just sort of the short version of, of what the theme is, it, just what it says, that there are things that we allow into our lives to more or less take the place of God, and they're counterfeit. They're not real. And he gives an example. And I'm just, I can't word it any better than this. I'm just going to read a few, a few paragraphs from this book. Um, more than other idols... Personal success and achievement lead in a sense that we, that we ourselves are God, that our, that our security, our value rest in our wisdom, our strength and performance. To be the very best at what you do, to be at the top of the heap means no one is like you. You are supreme. One sign that you have made success an idol is the false sense of security that it brings. The poor and the marginalized expect suffering. They know that life on this earth is, is nasty, brutish, and short. 
Successful people are much more shocked when they're overwhelmed by troubles. And then he says something that I can just resonate with as a pastor. He says it, and I'll read his words, but I, I totally understand this and agree with it. He says, as a pastor, I have often heard people from the upper echelons say, life isn't supposed to be this way when they face tragedy. I have never heard such language in my years as a pastor among the working class or the poor. The false sense of security comes from defying our achievement and expecting it to keep us safe from the troubles of life in a way that only God can. That's really well stated. We expect our wealth and and, and our, our, our money and our stuff and our things to protect us from the troubles of life that only God can protect us from. It's an important issue. Another sign that you've made achievement an idol is that it distorts your view of yourself. When your achievements serve as the basis of your very worth as a person, they can lead to an inflated view of your abilities. The main sign that we are into a success idolatry, however, is that we find we cannot maintain our self-confidence in life unless we remain at the top of our chosen field. And he goes on and explains that, and and some of you can relate possibly. Maybe your job has been downsized, or maybe your position has changed, and and, 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 and the success that you had maybe isn't, maybe it's just a success, maybe you're not perceived as successful as you once were, or as as influential as you once were. And and, and with that, you're kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, what's wrong here? You know, and and you kind of lose some of your self-worth, which your your self-worth shouldn't have been based in that anyway. There's only one place it should be based, and that is in who Christ is and what He has done for me. I I don't care where you are in this whole thing. This morning in the earlier service, I said, made a big mistake. Um, I do that from time to time. I said something like this. And here, here's what I was trying to communicate. No matter where you are in life, you can put all of your you know, eggs in the basket, so to speak, of, of what I do. And I said, even if you're just a mom. <laughs> Stupid, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> here's what I meant that I did not communicate clearly, okay? I meant... Even, even if you think you're just a mom and that doesn't count. I, I didn't mean just a mom because the, we all know that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And, um, uh, and I do believe that, by the way. And my point is this. Even if you think you're not that, I, I, I do, I highly value moms and stay-at-home moms and, and so forth. Was raised by one and married to one. Um, um, I highly value that, just so you know. So I, w- I wanted to make it clear. But even, and the point that I want you to see is this. Whatever your view of life, you know, a stay-at-home mom, and you, and you find great value in that, and you really work hard at that, and you get great fulfillment in that, and then you and they have great value in yourself realizing, I'm doing a good job, you know, I'm really trying. And then your kids grow up and freaking leave the house. You know, and then all of a sudden your value is like, oh. And I've seen this more times, many times with, 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 with moms who are like, you know, my kids are gone, and granted, maybe I was a great mom, maybe I was, maybe I was an okay mom or whatever, but I've seen that where they, just like the business guy on, on Wall Street or wherever, who all of a sudden begins to question their value because they're not doing what they once did. Listen, whatever your, your place, whatever your place in life, um, the point is this, if you, if, you, if you derive your significance from that, it, things change. That's part of life. 
if it comes from anywhere but, but who I am and the fact that I have a God in heaven who loves me and who values me so much so that he sent his son to die on the cross for me and, and, and give me forgiveness of sins and, and to save me from my own selfish stuff. If I, if I derive my value from anything but that, it's, 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 it's blowing in the wind, in the, the words of Seeger. Right? Um, so that's the area here that I want you to stop and think about. It's just... It's just one of those things that we have to stop and really, really dwell on. You know, and, and people who, just to give you a, just a couple little insights, people who have this problem, people who haven't really understood what it means to be connected and stay connected, and, and people who really need a faithcation to stop and, and reconnect, or in some cases get connected for the first time with their Lord and their God. Many times you can see some symptoms of people like this. They're complainers. Well, we all know that a complainer and a whiner, I mean, first of all, nobody really likes being around them, but it's the exact opposite of what God tells us we should be, which is what? Thankful. Thankful. People, people who, who, who have forgotten their God often start getting petty. They're on an emotional roller coaster. They start getting dissatisfied just in general, chasing after idols, whatever those idols might be, whether it be success or, or high achievement or, or, or stuff, or, or, or even sometimes sports or, or hobbies of other kinds and so forth. Uh, they, they just get borderline miserable. So, so that's when we need to stop and step back. And that's why a vacation can be a quote-unquote Faithcation can be a really strong opportunity for me to see some really cool stuff happen between me and in my relationship with the Lord God Almighty. So, and here's the thing. I'm going to say this very clearly. You've got to be intentional about this. I want to give you some, just some positive steps just in the, for a few moments here. You've got to be intentional about this. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1. I will always remind you of these things. Even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have, I think it's right to refresh your memory. I think it's right to refresh your memory of these, of these things that you have seen. You know, even though you know them and you're firmly established in them, you need to be reminded. You know, they don't just happen. You have to be intentional about refreshing your memory. And, and you know, there are many ways we can do that. Think, think, just think of ways that I can stop and reconnect and be reminded of who God is and, and what He has done and is doing in my life. Um, some practical suggestions. You're, you're, maybe if you're one of those who does travel, hey, go to church sometime. You know, people don't always do that. You find a church to go to where you're, where you're having vacation. See if you can connect that way. I mean, there's a lot of good churches around, and we can help you as a staff. Uh, we can shoot us an email. We can help you find some of those. We just through networking and so forth. It's a great thing to do. We have a friend. I have a friend who who, who has a place. Um, um, yeah, I don't want to say where, but it's 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 in the south. And uh, they look, he, he went and looked for a church. And he said, I found a church. And you know what they call it? Now, this is in the South. Keep this in mind, okay? He said, it's, it's a lot like Renaissance, but, it's, you know, the, the music's not as good. Pastor's, I don't know, I don't know about the pastor, but um, we call it the Redneck Renaissance. <laughs> and uh, he said, so, so uh, it's, I thought, that's kind of cool. And they, we, they love the message, and, it's, you know, the music is probably... A little, you know, lots of times you get in little churches like that. God knows I've seen it and been a part of it where things get a little off key. Some of us don't ever notice it. But, I mean, uh, 
you know, something like that. But, but they, they found a church where they could just, just really just enjoy and while they're away and at their second home, they can just really find some great time to get away and, and even grow in their faith then. I think it's kind of cool. Um, set aside some time to pray. Now, and you know, and, uh, I love the video. That doesn't mean we have to get our little, uh, little uh, mats out or little yoga mats out to get down on our knees. I mean, you can have some great times just to get away and walk on the beach or in the mountains, wherever you are. I'm, I pray on the golf course a lot, but that doesn't really count. But Because um, God never answers prayers on a golf course. We all know that, although he has me a few times. Um, but just to get away, and, and you know, just don't get crazy about this. Just take, a, take some time away, and hey, I'm going to take a little while. Just talk to God. That's what prayer is. You know, it's a great time to do that, to get you away from everything. You're kind of disengaged from, a little bit from, from your office or your, your work or your home or your normal surroundings. It's a great time to do that. Um, you know, do that. So just think about that. Set aside time. Maybe start, start keeping a journal. It's always a good, a little prayer journal. I do that from time to time, and I go back and look at them, and it's pretty cool to see what you were praying for way back when and what's been happening and so forth. Um, you know, read. Read the Bible. Clay's going to, as I said, Clay's working on a little list, and I, I helped a little bit with that. He's going to talk to you a lot more about that next week. But I'll just, I'll just give you the basics on this from my perspective. You know, take along a Bible and read the Bible a little bit. Now, here's the thing. You know, I know you say, you're probably thinking, you guys talk about reading the Bible a lot. You know, we do because we think it's important. But here's the thing about that. I saw, we saw Les Mis, I think, 10 years ago, first time. And um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm coming back to my point. Just stay with me. Um, and at the time, the, some of the stuff that I was going through in my own life, my own faith walk, well, I was going through some difficult times. And, and to see that story of redemption and grace, I mean, I, I, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. But I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't keep from crying through pretty much the whole time because it's just such a great story of, of redemption and grace and, and the whole thing. I saw, I saw Les Mis again. I saw it again after that, and then I saw it again like uh, just a few months ago when it was at the paper mill over in Milburn. By the way, it was a great production, I thought. And um, I'm in a different place in life. You know, I'm 10 years older. Today's my birthday. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, I, I had a bet with a friend of mine. Don't clap. I had a, a bet. I had a... <laughs> I, thank you, though. Thanks for the thought. I had a bet with a friend of mine that I was going to get through the service and not mention it, and I got really close. I got within like 20 minutes, and I got two, three minutes left this morning in the early service, and I gave it up, and I said, oh, the heck with it. I'm just going to do it. Anyway, I lost that bet. Anyway, uh, I'm 10 years older, and, and, and I saw Les Mis again, and it, 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 it's a whole different... I know the story, but it just meant something different to me because I'm in a different place in life. T- multiply that about 20,000 times, and, and that's the way the Bible is. You back and you read the Bible and say, well, this is great. And you go back and you read it. Say, I've been reading the Bible for a long time. And you go, oh, wow. I knew that verse, but it never meant that much that, that to me. And that, that's why we always emphasize it. It's, it. You're different places of life. It's an important issue. So, so spend some time doing that. Maybe music. Get some music and, and don't, just, don't just listen to Lenny Kravitz. That's fine. Nothing wrong with Lenny Kravitz. That was that last song she, that Sophia sung. But, I mean, take along some of the Renaissance, uh, the last, latest CD or some other music that might, Christian music. It might just have a nice, great, sometimes just, and I like all kinds of music. I love, if, you know, I've, if you looked at my iPhone, you would call me all sorts of names with my, on my iPod. But, um, but sometimes it's great just to take some time and just stick on two or three songs of, 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 that uplift Jesus, who he is. And just, just have a great, you have a little, your own little worship time there. How about yourself with your earphones on? 
It's great stuff. So just some thoughts, some concepts. Listen, here's the deal. In every area of life, we need reconnecting. In every area of life, we need reconnecting. Think about that. Marriage, got to get away sometimes. Sometimes not enough to just reconnect with your spouse. You know, every so often you got to just sort of I did that with Charlene. Like, hey, uh, you know, how you doing now in Jersey? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, honey? How you doing? So I got it down, right? That pretty good? That okay? Not too bad. Um, you know, and you, and you, and you got to do that. You got to do that, and you got to have some talks and, and, and so forth. And sometimes you can do You need to do it more than just once a year, by the way, on vacation. Listen, with your family, it's the same way. That's why sometimes we have family vacations, so we can all connect with our adult children or parents or whomever it might be. It's the same way with our relationship with Christ. We need those connecting points away from the humdrum, the, the busyness of life, and just to stop and reconnect and just, just with our Lord, with our God. It's an important issue. We've got to do it. Now, when we, when we forget and we get disconnected, we become just complaining, whiny, petty, driven people, you know? And yet this, our moods... Our moods then get controlled by things like the weather or the economy. How shallow is that? Yet we've all experienced it, haven't we? Let me leave you with this thought. Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 4. Just, just, just think about this. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Just go through that slowly. Just keep it up. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. That takes intentionality. You've got to think about that. I'll tell you what. God is honored, and you'll be built up much stronger because of that when you do that. May God give you the grace and the strength and the determination to do that. Let's pray together. Lord God, our Lord, we are grateful that you desire a relationship with us, your creation. We're thankful for that. We're also grateful, Lord, that you sent Jesus to come and live and suffer, die, and then be raised again from the dead so that we can have a relationship with you as we trust in him and believe that truth, believe in that gospel. Help us, Lord, as we, many of us start thinking about these next few weeks or months where we might have a vacation or a few days or weeks or, or maybe just a different pace at home during the summer months. Help us to stop and think and, and, and just allow you to work in our hearts and maybe take some initiatives that, that we can even continue throughout the year in order that we might be, become more and more the people that you desire us to be. We thank you for that, and we thank you for your love and for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.